Scott Richmond, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate. And this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. In the fight against hate, the sports community is a crucial partner. Sports have the unique ability to unite us, left and right, old and young, rich and poor. We can all cheer on a sports team or a star athlete. It is for this reason that ADL created the Sports Leadership Council nearly five years ago. Here to tell us about ADL's Sports Leadership Council is ADL's Director of Marketing, Deborah Lair. Welcome, Deb, too, from the front lines. Hi, Scott. Thanks so much for having me. So I, I began to explain the purpose of ADL Sports Leadership Council, but, but please elaborate for us. Why was this council created? So the council was something um, that had been an idea that, um, you know, and emerged long before the council was actually created for exactly the reasons you pointed out. Sports has a unique ability to unite people, and especially in the last few years where we've seen so much division, um, the council was founded and and launched in 2017 um, in the fall. And part of the reason it launched then is in 2017, sports and social justice was very much top of mind for the country. Colin Kaepernick has started kneeling. Um, and it seemed like the right time to bring together leaders from the sports community across the board, whether commissioners of leagues, collegiate sports, owners, athletes, um, media executives, to really talk about how can we together harness the power of sports to fight for positive social change. You started to say some of the types of people who sit on this Sports Leadership Council. Give us some examples of, of who's on the council. We are so fortunate that we have an amazing lineup, so to speak, of um, council members. So we have the commissioners of almost every major sports league. So Commissioner Goodell from the NFL, Commissioner Manfred from MLB, Commissioner Silver from the NBA, um, Commissioner Garber of MLS. We have some uh, fantastic uh, collegiate sports leaders. So Val Ackerman from the Big East, um, Larry Scott, who up until a few months ago was the commissioner of the Pac-12 conference, is actually our co-chair. We also have some all-star athletes who are part of the council. So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Venus Williams, Billie Jean King, and then a number of team owners, um, people from the tennis world, media world. So it's a really diverse group. So we're getting a 360-degree view of the industry. Really uh, an incredible lineup. And uh, the full list and some details on the Sports Leadership Council, uh, they're on the ADL website, and, and I'll put a link to that in the uh, in the show notes. Now, I know that you just added a very important co-chair who is that, and what is the significance of that appointment? Great question. So just a few weeks ago, we announced that Derek Johnson, who is the president of the NAACP, is joining the Sports Leadership Council as our co-chair. Um, this is really an extension of ADL's longstanding partnership with the NAACP. We've worked together on so many issues, um, and Derek joining really just seemed like a natural extension of that relationship. I know that the mission of the Sports Council is something that President Johnson cares deeply about. Um, and we're so excited because President Johnson, along with his team at the NAACP, really brings you know a unique perspective, skill set, 
number of tools and institutional knowledge that complements some of the work that ADL has been doing with the council for the last few years. When this important group gathers, what what do they do? What do they discuss? The group gathers formally once a year. We have annual meetings. And the agenda is set really by looking around and seeing what's happening in the world. And some of it, you know, we set going into the meeting based on what the co-chairs you know, think is important, but we also make sure to leave a lot of room to talk about what's on the minds of our council members. What are they seeing? I think an important part of the council is the recognition that while you can certainly look at the sports industry as one large community, there are so many unique dynamics depending on league, team, level of sport, even within a league, depending on the region a team is in, you could have a very different fan base, um, you know, a, a different uh, demographic of player. And so looking at the unique challenges that each organization is facing, but also trying to share best practices where we can and learn from each other. And we help facilitate that best practice learning amongst the organizations and then come in with some of ADL's expertise in um, you know, areas of, of hate, online harassment, um, anti-Semitism, a- anything really that comes up. Um, and so we discuss a lot of those issues. Sometimes we have members who come and do more in-depth case studies and really talk about a specific incident that happened um, that past year. And then there's always an important part of the meeting where we talk about, you know, the issues that we want to focus on in the coming year as well. Um, and not surprisingly, you know, the issues have looked a little bit different over the last two years, not just because of what's happening in the country, but COVID obviously has had an impact on sports. For sure. And they don't just talk, they also take action. And I, I know one particularly important moment was just after the massacre at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. What, what did they do at that time? The sports community was really incredible um, after that horrific event, um, and Jonathan and Larry at the time had reached out to a number of the commissioners who were in season at that time, a number of owners who had games the next day that week, and there was uh, just an amazing outpouring of support for the Pittsburgh community, for the Jewish community at large, a lot of um, moments of silence. Um, you know, it was amazing to see the Pittsburgh sports teams um, all were there stronger than hate. That, that was obviously separate. That was their own initiative. But I think it was a key moment that really showed the power that sports has to unite people. They've also engaged in uh, important ADL education programs, such as our Fighting Hate from Home series and the Never Is Now conference. What are some examples that you can recall? We've been really lucky to have great sports figures take place in those programs. And some of this has been outside of the formal structure of the Sports Leadership Council, um, but ADL has engaged with the sports community for a a long time, and so some of this is an extension of that. And so one of our most recent Fighting Hate from Homes in August was actually focused on anti-Semitism education and the importance of anti-Semitism education. And to speak on that, Um, Two of our three speakers were actually Alicia Clark, who is a WNBA two-time champion, as well as Myers Leonard. Um, And Myers Leonard, uh, an NBA player, had a very interesting perspective because he um, actually had an incident of his own where he uttered an anti-Semitic slur while playing uh, a game on Twitch uh, that was being live-streamed. 
Um, it, was, it was very much in the news. I'm sure a lot of people had seen it. Um, but he was on the program to talk about what he's learned since and why anti-Semitism education is so critical to preventing future incidents like the one you went through. You started to say that um, ADL does work beyond just the Sports Leadership Council um, mm-hmm. in our effort to fight hate. So what what does that look like? Yeah, so we have a, a few other uh, re- formal relationships uh, around the sports industry, some of that through our ADL national office and a lot of it through our regional offices. Um, so one really exciting relationship we have is with the Chelsea Football Club, um, in the UK, it's been a great relationship that has expanded over the last few years. We just launched, launched a new educational program with them um, in the anti-Semitism education space. Uh, and we also were very involved in their Say No, Say no to Anti-Semitism campaign. Um, here in the U.S., we have some great examples from our regions. The, our Florida office has done a lot with the Dolphins. Um, down there partnering on their No Place for Hate programs in Florida. That's great. You've certainly um, uh, created an extraordinary council here doing uh, incredible work. Thank you for uh, using the power of sports uh, and harnessing that to fight hate. And and thank you so much for being on the show, Deb. Thanks, Scott. For the live audience, stay tuned for more of From the Frontlines on WVOX 1460 AM. And for the podcast audience, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Frontlines.